Welcome to Relationships Unhinged Podcast, where we explore dysfunctional partnerships that became deadly. These stories give a whole new meaning to the term, till death do us part. All right, we made it to episode five. Welcome back. Yeah, this has been this has been fun so far. I like it. Learning a lot. I mean, this is like our first like little milestone. So that being said, I felt like I had to do like a really crazy case. Oh, can't wait. I mean, I'm not sure if we could ever beat this, but maybe I should have saved this for like a hundred. Yeah, episode a hundred. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I guess we'll find out, or the audience will be the judge of that. I, I mean. I feel like from now on, like all their cases are going to be like, eh, because mm. it's nuts. But you know what? It comes from Australia. And you know what they say about Australia? What do they say? So Australia is like this island. And like, oh, wait, I know this. I know this. Okay, go ahead. I, I think I know this. Okay. <laughs> so apparently Australia had all the criminals. <laughs> yes. They sent all the criminals to Australia, right? Yeah, like all the people from like Europe and stuff like the worst of the worst criminals that they couldn't keep in jail. Right. They sent them there like it was like an island prison. So pretty much like all like actual Aussies are descendants of like between like, you know, the regular people that are indigenous to, to Australia and these criminals. Hmm. Okay. So maybe it's got some of the craziest people. I don't know. I mean, Australia is beautiful. Love to see it. It's got cool animals. But half their animals have to be able to fight. Like, is this because people are crazy there? <laughs> I mean, do they box? They do. Yeah, yeah they do. So um, this case is from 2000. Okay. Um, it's a woman named Catherine Knight who um, had a crazy history, not just with her husband that she murdered, okay. but with other men, every man basically, and every almost every person she came in contact with, her whole family, her parents, she has a twin sister. <laughs> okay. So um, she was married three times, and she also had, like, a long-term relationship. The first time she was married, um, she was married to this guy named David Kellett. Okay. Um, her mother says to this guy, you don't want to marry her. She'll kill you. She's crazy. She'll kill you. This is the second one or the This third is the one? first one. The first one? Yeah, the first one. Okay. So the guy's like, ah, you know, I'm good. Well, like, come the wedding night, right away, she's violent. She, like, beats him up and threatens to kill him for only having sex with her three times. Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> then after he only had sex with her three times, she asks him if he's cheating on her. <laughs> and she says, I'll kill you. So she tried to kill him a couple other times, um, strangled him. She held a knife to his throat, you know, held a knife to his chest. Um, Was he able to escape with his life? I mean, at the at the end of the relationship, so he they had two kids together. Okay. Um, one in seventy six, one in eighty, and he left her like multiple times. Hmm. But in the end, she ended up leaving him. Okay. For her second husband, um, this guy named David Saunders. So she was so abusive to this guy. She was like always beating him up, brutalizing him, and she even 
got so mad at him that she strangled his eight-week-old. No, she she took a knife and slit the throat of his eight-week-old puppy. Oh my! Right God. in front of him. I know. I know. Like anybody that could kill a puppy. And yet he stayed in a relationship after that. Well, incidentally, she ended up leaving him again. So, like, you know, talk about glutton for punishment. All these men seem like gluttons for punishment. You figure, like, the first and second guy she was married to probably saw the murder of the third and was like, we were right. (laughs) Well, then she also had, like, a third relationship with this guy. She didn't get married to him. This guy, um, John Chillingworth. So she, she got together with him in 90. They had a baby in 91. They, she left him. Right. He claims that she was abusive, violent. He claimed he never thought she was capable of killing anyone, though. Ah. <laughs> right. I mean, she slit the throat of a puppy, but okay. Right. We're, we're back on the rails. Right, right. Yeah. And, and you know, I mean, I, I, don't, I wonder what it's like as a man to, like, start dating someone or to get married to someone. And then they're like, Beating you, threatening your life. Couldn't imagine. Like you hear about this stuff with girls, like yeah, who the hell would stay? But like, you, and this woman, I gotta tell you, this woman's kind of funny okay, looking. You like the throat of my puppy, I'm probably gonna. That's this lady's like fiery redhead. She looks kind of Irish. She's got like reddish skin. You know, she kind of looks like maybe she drinks Guinness. And she, apparently, she has a really bad temper. Okay. So her history is that she quit high school when she was 15 um, because all she did was fight with everyone at high school, including a teacher. And, the, and then the teacher found out, like, you know, they got in a fight, found out that the teacher was acting in self-defense, and she ended up quitting school. So then she gets her dream job as a butcher. <laughs> of course. Well, I mean, this this actually is part of the story, which I'm backtracking now on because when she became a butcher, she bought herself this prized set of knives that she hung over the bed. Was it the Ginsu? It was not the Gins, Ginsu. Okay. It's called Gins, no. I think I'm right. Ginsu. I think it's Ginsu. Okay. The Ginsu knife. 1995. I know. That's a while ago. Yeah. My memory. But apparently these knives were kept there in case, in case she needed them. So she In case she had to work from home. Yeah, she frequently threatened her husband's with them. Like, right. don't make me use my knives. Yeah, because they're in the next room. <laughs> no, they're right over the bed. Over the bed? Over the bed. Well, you leave that they're part hanging, of the story out. That's insane. Hanging over the bed. Yeah, so she's like, don't mess with me. The knives. The knives, you know. I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. I would <laughs> literally have one eye open the whole time. <laughs> and it's not like she's like a peaceful, sweet lady, and they're just yeah. like, oh, that's kind of sentimental. No, she's like violent and crazy. And all of them, like, were warned that she was, like, violent, abusive, and crazy. Including the third. Yeah. Okay. But the third one, the third one that was not the married one, they were, they just had a kid together. Oh, they stayed. Yeah. And um, so they had, they had a kid together. This guy maintains a relationship with her to this day. What? Now, not like a, not like a sexual or intimate relationship, but a friendship because she's the mother of his child. And mm. he brings the child, um, which is a son, to see her in prison. So she has three kids. Yeah. Two, two from previous marriage, mm-hmm. and then this one. Yeah, and then this boy that that was born in the nineties. Does she stay in contact with the first two? I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, either way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're older. They're, they're like in their forties. Right. Um. I mean, now she's in her sixties. Now she's sixty-four. Well, sixty-something. Right. She was forty-four when she was convicted in two thousand. Wow. So yeah, sixty-four. Yeah. So she breaks up with this guy. That okay. she has the kid with John Chillingworth. Right. 
And she moves in right away with this guy, John Price, whose nickname Who was Pricey. Who paid the price? <laughs> His nickname was Pricey. Oh, man. <laughs> well, they had a crazy relationship. Go um, figure. She, one time she even stabbed him. He survived that stabbing. Okay. She strangled him, beat him, all this stuff. So the day in question, which is February 29th, going into March 1st at night or in the early morning, okay. uh, the incident happens. So he's at work and he tells them, like, listen, if I don't come to work tomorrow, she killed me. So I'm not sure exactly what he did, but he did something. But then he went and got a restraining order, like Australia's version of his restraining order. Okay. I guess it's called an ACV. Gotcha. So he went and got one, but he went home. And so she comes in around midnight. She had bought this lingerie. She puts the lingerie on. She had sex with him. She claims that it was nice. Okay. It was romantic and he was gentle and kind. So he gets up to go to the bathroom. And I guess the spirit moved her to grab one of the knives and kill him on the way back from the bathroom. Like directly after sex, like moments after sex. Wow. So she doesn't just stab him. She stabs him 37 times, at least that they can tell. Because then she beheaded him. And then she... Whoa. <laughs> back up. So she stabs this guy 37, 37 times. times. At least. At least. That they could count. Because, like, all right, not only did she behead him, but she, like, skinned him. Good God. So the police claim Can you imagine meeting this she chick was, on like, Tinder. really like... professional with her skinning job. Oh, boy. I know. So she drags this guy bleeding profusely down the hallway to the front door. I don't know how she dragged him. She was kind of a big woman. She drags him down the hallway. She takes his head. Okay. She puts it in a crock pot with some vegetables. She slow cooks it. You're making this up. I, I couldn't make this up if I tried. So I, I, his head is now in a crock pot. Yeah. With vegetables. Mm-hmm. Okay. She turns it into a stew. She she takes his his butt cheeks. Oh my. She cooks them I like a even, steak. What? She serves this to his three kids for dinner. She even makes like a gravy out of like the stew. It's so scary. It's terrible. I don't know how someone has a capacity to do this. This isn't even a person. This is a monster. Well, then she overdoses on a bunch of prescription drugs. Okay. But she doesn't die. Of course not. So she just passes out on the couch. So then, so the next day, the following day, during the day, March 1st. Wait, wait, wait. We're, you can't just throw this stuff at me and, <laughs> and just keep going by. Like, we, we missed the train here. Okay. So the tourist, the body... Okay. Uh huh. It was left it's in the missing hallway. a head. No head. And it's missing butt cheeks. And skin. <laughs> butt cheeks. Because she was a butcher. So she knew how to like debone things and get the meat off things and make them appear. I mean, I, it doesn't clearly say if the children ate the meal or if she just served it to them. But you know what she did? Put name tags of their names next to the meals. So I feel like if the kids were going to eat, maybe they would see the body in the hallway. It wasn't a big house, it was a small. Maybe like 1,200 square foot house. So she couldn't carry the body outside, so she kept it in the house? Yeah, by the front door. By the front door. Mm hmm Missing butt cheeks, skin, and a head. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. She passes out. He doesn't show up to work the next day. How old are these kids? They're all in the house still. They're in the house. I don't know. It doesn't so say. It, I think the they're trying to protect his marriage, identity. Right? Yeah, it's his three kids. Oh, his three kids. Yeah. So it's not her three kids. Oh, I got you. It's his three kids. Oh, my God. 
I know. It just gets worse and worse. But you know, the people that know him claim he's no angel, but like no one really deserves that. I mean, <laughs> I've, yeah. So, okay. So how does, oh my God. Yeah, okay, I, don't so, even, I can't even process this. So how does she get, how does she get caught? Okay. So the next day he doesn't show up to work. So the coworkers call the cops and they're like, you know, when he left yesterday, he, he was say, like, yeah. if something happens to me, if I don't show up, she might've killed me. So the cops go to the house there's blood on the doorknob. Okay. So they go in. I, I guess they don't have the same kind of rules here. Like, if they, it, it, there's blood on the doorknob. They just bust in. Well, I'd imagine if, if here there's blood on the doorknob, they're, they're going in. <laughs> I, I hope. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how it works. I guess that they would. Yeah. All right. So they go in the house. Now, when I tell you, the main guy, that's like the detective sergeant, mm -hmm. 20 years he's been on the job. 20 years he's been doing it. 100% ever saw that before. He's like, dude, I've seen murders. I've seen crime scenes. I've seen cases. I've seen bad shit. I have PTSD from this specific case. He, I 100% believe that. He nearly quit the job. He started going to counseling. 20 years later, he's still in counseling trying to deal with what he saw that day. Wow. The fingerprint guy quit. A bunch of people quit. Like it was too much for a lot of people. Like they never want to see anything like that again. This is like a small little town. There's like a mountain in the background. It's right. cute. All the houses are little. It seems like everyone would know everyone, kind of. But, you know, it got me to thinking that, you know, sometimes people join, like, first responders or, you know, ancillary police staff or whatever because they want to, like, see stuff or be involved in stuff. But, like, no one signs up for that. No. Like, I think there's, no. like, a lot. That pe people who sign up for that, I imagine, wouldn't pass the psych. Like, they, they would get to that point and no. I, you know, I'm not sure... I'm not sure anybody comes out of that unscathed. You could imagine I had to smell. All I know is one time I, I smelled like this, this lamb cooking, like a, a, I guess like a whole lamb kind of. It made me sick so bad. The smell was so bad. I can't imagine what a head, a human head cooking no, it can't must be, smell like. Can't be good. And a human butt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so they must have gone. Like, so they go in. <clears throat> she's passed out on the couch. They're all like. They have some photographs. Oh, so when they went in the house, because because the workers say hey, and then they find blood on the door handle, and then she's in she's in the house. Yeah, now? but they open the front door, and immediately there's his body. And when I tell you, there's blood almost to the ceiling, like up the wall, like all soaked in the carpet, all the way down the hall, you know. And then then there's the food in the kitchen, and then there's her on the couch, passed out. Are these photos available online? So anybody watching this or listening to this wants to go see that? Yeah, wow. but I mean, so so I just incidentally, want to point out, I'm, I don't want to see them. I'm not gonna like log on to see that, but it's crazy. The crazy thing is, is they took three videotapes of the scene because you know how you go in yeah. with evidence and you're. You take the videos, yeah. They'll never be released to the public. They're too much. Yeah. They are ordered to never be released to the public. Anyone in the public, they're like under Sealed. lock and key. Yeah. So, um. It takes three days until she's like coherent enough to, to interview her because she took a bunch of drugs. Right. She was all out of it. So, were the kids in the house? I don't think so because nobody called the police except for the coworkers. Hmm. It, it doesn't get into if if the kids ate the food, if the kids saw the body. It doesn't get into any of that. I'm surprised. So maybe she just Those laid like out the meals and then they didn't come factors home. Factors of the story. I agree with you, yeah. but you know, as much as I looked. I didn't say. I just saw that she fed it to the. She she prepared it for his children. Right. You can only hope they didn't eat it. I mean, if that if that was my kid, like I wouldn't want the news to know that they ate my body. Right. So and it does, you know. So whether they did or didn't, it just doesn't say. 
It just says she prepared it for his kids. Disgusting. And then laid it out with the name tag. Yeah. So she she becomes coherent enough for an interview and claims she doesn't remember it. She doesn't she doesn't know. She doesn't know what happened. No recollection. But this this detective sergeant <clears throat> who's still in therapy is like, I know when someone's bullshitting me. This lady was bullshitting me. She just couldn't admit to what she did. Because this lady kind of looks like an alcoholic teacher. She got like big, like Sally Jesse Raphael glasses and red hair. <laughs> She's like bigger than Sally Jesse Raphael. Right now, there are people listening to this on their phones looking up who Sally Jesse <laughs> Raphael is, just so you know. I mean, they could just look up Catherine Knight with a K N I G H T <laughs> and they could see just exactly what she looks like. Right, right. But I mean, she definitely doesn't look like she's capable of this kind of stuff. She goes to court. Right. Now in Australia, it's obviously much quicker because she goes right to court, right, 2000, 2000. Okay. On the fourth day, she's found guilty, sentenced to life in prison, and the judge says, you're never getting out. You are never, ever getting out. You're done. Well, like, society's done with you. Yeah, that's good. And, like, the judge literally said, like, like put an order for her never to be released. So she's still in jail. But the, the relationship guy that she had, this John Chillingworth that she has the one son with, he takes his son to visit her and he claims she's never been better. Like that, that he actually <laughs> thinks she could be rehabilitated. Yeah. No. Like put back into society. No. And like and he. No, no. See, she punched her ticket and now she can never come back. Right. In this situation, it's not just one toxic relationship. It's right. her. It's literally her. Even if she had a million wonderful relationships. And she was a pillar of her community and part of the PTA. I feel like once you do that horrific act, it's over. It's done. Like, there is no coming back. You know, I guess in court, too, she said, my dad and my mom were kind of scandalous. My dad was an alcoholic. He was abusive to my mom. I guess he raped her mom up to 10 times a day, which, you know, may Maybe explain her sex drive. But, like, raped her mom and then her mom left him for another man right around the time that her mom got pregnant with the twins. So, like, the town was kind of in an uproar. Like, I'm not even sure they know exactly who the father is. The kids got the name of the new guy. Okay. But, um, you know, she claims that she saw abuse. She um, suffered some abuse, potentially, even, like, sexual abuse. Um, uh, there's no comeback from that. No. So I mean, you take a head and you put it in a, in crock, a crock pot. pot. With vegetables. Like, <laughs> it's... Can, can you imagine, like, no. what you're, what's going on in your head when you... Put the head. Is there hair? Did you take the hair off? You put the head in. I have no idea. You cut up the vegetables. You put the lid on. She slow cooks it all day. So the head remained in there. She just basically used it like a broth. Well, she turned it into a stew. Oh, my God. Then on top of this stew was the butt steak. I don't even know if I can sleep tonight. <laughs> this is crazy. I know. I was, I was kind of shook when you just told me that she had knives above her bed. That's just like, what? I don't know how these guys end up with her and stay. They actually marry her. They actually are like, I don't care that she might kill me. I want her to marry me. <laughs> Jesus. Three times. This poor guy. Three times. This guy liked by people that knew him. But okay. they they thought he was somewhat of a shithead. Like, I guess, I don't know if it was in the relationship or just he had done things that were bad in his life. But nobody deserves that. No, definitely not. Well, if you're looking for a good one for episode five, congratulations. Uh, that one was messed up. It's so bad. So messed up. I know. I mean, yeah, this goes beyond like just toxic relationships. Yeah. This goes like this. That's is, way like, worse she's, than like, unhinged. Actually, like, 
yeah, she's kind of like almost a serial killer. She's definitely a serial abuser. Yeah. I don't know if I could find another one that bad. It's just when I it saw that, difficult. I was like, wow. You know, I like these catchy stories where it's like, yeah. I think the headline said something like, worst, Australia's worst woman serial killer, wor worst woman killer, right. never, never to be free, kills her husband, makes stew, <laughs> serves it to kids. Well, yeah. congratulations. You did a good job at this one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what else you're going to do next. So that, this might be it. This might be the end of the podcast. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think you can top that. Humanity is just crazy. Yeah, you're right. hinged is a perfect word because there's a lot of it. Yeah, tons of that. You'll never run out of material, I suppose. No. We'll see you for six. Yep. Take care. Good night.